Hey, Pepin. Yo, 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 Steve. Wow, that was intense. Yeah. Uh, you must be excited for the Halloween season. Uh, yeah, especially the candy. The candy and the hot girls and skimpy costumes. That that sounds great. Fair enough. I know I'm really excited because I like the atmosphere, the creepy atmosphere, and people talking about telling their ghost stories, things like that. I think that's something we should do here on the show. Yeah, ghost stories are always exciting. I, I think we need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here in Nate's dungeon today. Uh, how you doing, Nate? Doing pretty good. Are you guys enjoying the nipple clamps? Yeah, they're very refreshing, keeping me on point. Uh, we are joined today by uh, by my sister. It goes by the name Sasha. How's it going, Sasha? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Nipple clamps, right on point. Absolutely. Um, very nice addition to the uh, to the environment here, Nate. Now we are in the month of October. Um, and where, uh, where I'm really excited about it. Um, I can tell by the nipple clamps you guys are too. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to us doing Halloween related stories. Uh, and I think ghost stories is a, a great topic. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I'd love for you to, to let the listeners know a little bit about yourself so that they can get to know you. Okay. Uh, I am Steve's sister. That's pretty much all you need to know. That's pretty much it. I mean, that's the most important part. Of me, and uh, I'd love to know how do you feel about ghosts? What's your what's your stance on that? So my feeling on ghosts is that they are real. Pretty hardcore believer in ghosts. Now, for a little bit of background here, you also believe the nine eleven conspiracies. I absolutely. And you hate the phrase "dollop of daisy." <laughs> is this is this all accurate? Uh, for the most part, yeah, I'd say I'd say uh. Definitely the dollop of Daisy is going to set me off on a homicidal rage. Yeah, I can see that starting to build right now, but it I is. think we should get back onto ghosts. I'd love to hear what makes you believe in ghosts specifically? Is there any sort of specific event that triggered this? Um honestly not really. I have just always been drawn towards the paranormal. Um, hardcore X-Files fan back in the day, started out, but mostly my mom had a whole bunch of books on paranormal stuff that I just happened to pick up and start reading and soaked all in like a sponge. And spooky sponge. A spooky sponge, exactly. Like, it was a sponge, but it was a black sponge, you know, had to be black. Now, would you say that your interest or your experiences started when you were younger, before you kind of knew about the whole thing with your mom's books and everything or did it occur later after you started reading about it i i started reading about ghost stuff at a pretty young age um and i always wanted to have an experience but i was also scared shitless so i was like i really wanted to have a ghostly experience but at the same time like i really didn't because i was fucking petrified Uh, but i didn't have any so I just kind of went along like that for the longest time. It's kind of disappointing. It was extremely disappointing, but it's still, like, I still believed in ghosts. That was not going to stop me. I heard a lot of other people's experiences, and there were people that I had no reason not to believe. So you're kind of listening to these experiences, and you're like, yeah, that's amazing, that's great. And you're just like, fuck you, I want that experience. Exactly, exactly. I didn't actually have any experiences until later, and that, and... 
Like, I, I do believe in ghosts, but my experiences that I have had doesn't mean that it was really a ghost. It very well, it could have been my imagination. It could have been, you know, just coincidence. So you're willing to entertain the idea of doubt. Oh, absolutely. But you like to believe it's a ghost. Yeah. Can, are there any specific stories that you could delve into? At least from what I can remember. My first experience happened when I was in middle school. Um, so like, around like seventh, eighth grade, uh, I was over my friend's house and my friend had told me quite a few stories about how she, um, her family, they lived in an apartment, had seen, you know, multiple things that were really weird and unexplainable. Like they saw tennis shoes walk across the living room floor and like, a whole bunch of people had witnessed, like, the whole family pretty much had witnessed this. And they were all, like, obviously terrified. And she was also talking about how her dad saw some woman come out of a wall. And, like, those were obviously, like, that just, that kind of stuff makes me happy. So I was, like, soaking it all up. I loved it. So um, we were talking about it, and she had... Um, a bed that was right up against a wall. And so she was on sitting on her bed and she was leaning against the wall and I was sitting in a stool facing her. So I was facing the wall. And we were talking and I saw what looked to be the outline of a person standing behind her on the wall. But it was just the shadow. And so I was thinking, okay, it must be my shadow. Because, you know, the light was right above me, and I, I don't know. I just thought it was my shadow. And so I moved, and the thing didn't move. And so that kind of, like, made me a little, it made me a little nervous. And I was like, so I, I told her, I was like, hey, there's a shadow on the wall. And so she, and I pointed to it, and so she looked up to where I had pointed, and she waved and said, hey... And the thing just took off across the wall. And that was completely unexplainable <laughs> like to me. Like, that was crazy. And we pretty much simultaneously teleported into the living room and then from there outside of the house. <laughs> that sounds uh, really scary. Was it possible that anybody was standing in the doorway? No, it, the door was actually closed. Um, and we were the only people home at that point in time. Now, did you go to examine all the different things that could be? Like, did you check, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what you'd check in this house, but did you check to see maybe it was a mouse somewhere up near the light or something I mean, like that? Maybe a moth? No, because there was no way in hell I was setting foot in that fucking room again. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, actually, I did later, but it was like, holy crap, you know, did that really just happen? I, I mean, that mouse must have looked just like a person because this was clearly like it was it was a very light shadow like it was like that it, so it wasn't like one of those dark dark this, shadows this is an audio media so saying like that <laughs> pointing to something visual is not no very they can effective. see it's not very effective it, they can see so this actually <laughs> might be part of your reason for having some doubt because though you had this experience, you didn't actually go and you know examine everything. Exactly. So you're, not, you're not quite sure it could have been something else, but you are pretty sure you experienced this, right? Yeah. But at this point, it's been also so long that I'm not sure if my memory is hyping it up 
Yeah, definitely. And that was your first experience? Yeah. Now, were you very, very happy and excited that it happened after the fact? Yes and no, because, I mean, I was happy that I had that experience, but I was also like, okay, but did I really see that? Like, it's one of those things like, holy shit, did I really see that or did I not see that? So it's the doubt that was kind of eating you up a bit. Yeah. I mean, I know I saw it, but at the same time, like, I don't know. So that was kind of your first experience there, and it wasn't quite satisfying. Now, I imagine a little bit later on, maybe something more satisfying did come along. Is there a more poignant story where um, that kind of did draw in a little bit more of your belief? Yeah. So high school, I decided that I was going to uh, branch out a little bit. We weren't really religious growing up. You know that. Our mom was awesome and let us, like, explore whatever we wanted to explore as far as religion goes. So I did that, and um, I started looking into paganism and started exploring with that. And um, it teaches a lot of, you know, energy and feeling energy and stuff like that. And I found that I actually um, have... I'm sensitive to energy, so I can feel things sometimes. And I know you guys touched on that on a previous episode of psychic abilities. Um, I wouldn't exactly call what I feel psychic energy. It's more I sometimes I just get a really overwhelming feeling of things. Um, Is that like like empathy? Sometimes, but other times it's like I can actually like feel energy, like feel if there is a spirit in the room or it's this it's a really weird feeling in my hands and when you say paganism uh what do you mean exactly by that uh like this is just me like i know the romans called not the romans i know the christians call the romans pagans because they worship many gods yeah and you know like zeus and all kind of stuff and they were considered pagans but then again the paganism also means something else so what did you research as paganism the best answer I can give you is, to me, to relate it to Christians, um, you have, like, Christian is the umbrella term for Catholics and Protestants, and they're all Christian. So paganism is the umbrella term, essentially. So you have the people who worship the Egyptian gods. You have the people who uh, were Druids, Celtic myths, Norse religions. So in a lot of ways, it's this kind of uh, worshiping many gods. Yeah. So was it in this uh, this looking into paganism that you started to, that, that you had this next experience? Yeah. So um, anyway, I started looking into uh, paganism and um, started like learning more about myself and how I felt different things. And so I was definitely, it opened my mind up more for different experiences and my friend different friend had to relocate where she was living for like a month or two because the historical society was redoing her home really weird but it's cool she was put into this apartment and so we went to the apartment uh, i was sleeping over at her house one time and i just got this overwhelming feeling that there was a spirit there and it's a feeling that I've gotten before, but this time it was just, it was really strong and it wasn't like a bad feeling at all. It was a good feeling. It it just seemed like it, and I knew it was a male. I knew it was an older man and, and I just, I could, 
like see him in my head. He was like an older guy. He smoked. He was wearing a flannel shirt, and he just he just hung out and like I got the feeling like he watched us when we slept, which is creepy, but not I don't know. It was a benevolent sort of feeling. It didn't feel creepy at the time. And all these details were conveyed through the feeling. It's not like you, like, uh... Like, I saw it in my head, and that's the feeling that I got from it. It's like I could smell fire. Which was odd, because we... It was... The apartment was, like, two houses behind the fire department in the city. (laughs) So it was like, I was really confused. But anyway, so I could, like, almost smell a fire, and I got the sense that he died in a fire. Mm. And so... I I spent the night, quite a few nights, and um, I told my friend about this finally. And a couple days go by, and she comes over, or I go over, or whatever, and she was like, so I found out <laughs> that the there was a guy who lived here before, or there was a house that was here before, and there was an old guy that lived here, and he died in a fire. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. It was, it was just really like one of those moments that I was like, "Oh my god, like I felt that." And I mean, it could very well just have been a coincidence, but like that was I think the moment for me that I was like, "Oh my god, there might be something to this." It's pretty interesting. And also just just thinking about this, there's like three different factors for that coincidence, right? So the fact that he was old, that he was a man, and that he died in the fire. Now, something I'm interested in is if the fire was caused by smoking, That's... and if he did smoke at all. That's the feeling that I got from it, and I feel like that's why I knew that he smoked. I'm sure at the end there, he did smoke. You gotta remember, like, back in the day, everyone smoked. Like, it was just the thing, you know? So, the fact that someone smoked is not a surprise, but I I suppose how long ago did he die would be a question as well. I mean, there was that scientific study once that showed that smoking does scientifically make you cooler, um, all the way down to a smoking baby is way cooler than just like a normal baby. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, have you seen that picture of that kid who's smoking? Oh my god, that baby is so cool. Smoking yeah. makes you cool, kids. That actually made me want to start smoking. Yeah, I mean, everybody should smoke. Get your baby hooked on Marlboro, not Phonics. Exactly. No, no, we're not telling people to smoke. But we're saying if you do smoke, you will look cooler. Definitely. Okay, I can get behind that. I like that. Right, don't have your baby smoke. Just realize that if your baby does smoke, they'll look pretty bitchin'. Yeah. (laughs) So that was an experience for you that kind of reaffirmed you. Was there anything that actually became real world, physically seeing some sort of entity, hearing, um, experiencing in a a more physical manner rather than in a kind of just... just feeling outside of, you know, one of the senses. Yeah. Again, in high school, I don't know why I thought it was a grand idea, but I bought a Ouija board and, um, I had some friends over one night and we thought it would be fantastic to crack out the old Ouija board and talk to some ghosts so we were fooling around on it and whatever, and my friend like was convinced that she was the Ouija board champion. So what does that even mean? It means um, you're a champion at Ouija board. How can you be like better or worse with this if it's the ghost doing it? The ability to channel a spirit. Yeah. Oh, okay. So 
sorry, I'm not really she, familiar with this kind of stuff. She was the best. So she was a very In good channeler, life. right? She so. she was the bee's knees. <laughs> at Ouija. So you got the Ouija board out, and it seems like you're kind of nervous, probably going back to that whole thing of kind of wanting to experience a ghost story, but also kind of not. Yeah, definitely. We had the Ouija, and... We lit some candles. We did the whole, like, stupid thing that everyone does in high school. You know, every girl does in high school anyway. So we were, like, fooling around and, you know, someone was moving it and... Or someone wasn't moving it. Who knows? And we were talking and stuff and um, someone was saying that, you know, we're gonna hurt everyone in the room and stuff like that. And it... We all pretty much just assumed that it was bullshit. It was just a laughing, you know, it's just something to do. Just something fun to do. Just threaten everyone in the room. It's good. It's good times. Obviously, it's high school. Yeah. So, um, we were doing that, and um, someone went and turned on the lights afterwards, and I had these, like, what looked like scratches on my th- throat, down, like, on my chest, too. Like, And I was, like, really confused as to how it got there. Because I didn't feel anything. I mean, I I could have, like, scratched my neck, but I don't remember doing it. And what's even weirder is I wasn't the only one with the scratches. So that was definitely messed up. Mm-mm. And you can actually even see the doubt playing in there because there's like, oh, yeah, well, it could have been me scratching. But then again, there's other scratches on people. And it, it's, it's kind of interplaying with that kind of, like, wanting to believe, but also there being doubt. Yeah, definitely. It was it was really weird. Now is is Ouija in Spanish a feminine noun? Mm. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's a feminine noun. It actually comes from the Greek, which is to Ouija. So when you're saying the Ouija, you're saying La Ouija. Uh yeah, you're saying La Ouija. That was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so was there something specific that attracted you about the Ouija board? Was it like the the big mustache? Yeah, I mean, I am a sucker for mustaches. The the green suit, or was it a purple one in this case? It was purple. Wow, that's all Ouija. I'm, I'm completely. That's all Ouija. Yeah, it was Ouija. So I remember actually we did a seance a while back, and I believe that wasn't your first seance, right? You've been to multiple seances. Oh my god, I very vaguely remember this. Please, I mean, Nathan, tell this story. Have you had any like crazy experiences with seances? Oh, I could tell this story, but tell this story. I don't remember it. I don't remember it either. Tell the story. But I have brain damage, so Nathan, tell it to the brain damage. Yeah. So I am a douche. Yeah, and, that's the story. Yep. Yeah, so. So, um, I had the idea, I was copying this, uh, mentalist over in Britain named Darren Brown to do a seance, but to try to influence it to predictions that I wanted through various psychological tricks. So, Saucer's mom was actually having a seance in this whole party thing at her house. So, of course, Steve was invited because that's her son, and I was invited because I'm awesome. That's accurate. Yeah, very accurate. Definitely a fact. So I actually talked with Steve about performing the seance and we kind of talked back and forth because he was interested in seeing if this actually worked. At this point, I was doing some magic and some tricks like that. So we actually go down to the house and 
Uh, it's like an old house, and it's actually very, very good for, like, kind of the seance kind of atmosphere. And there's actually a bunch of people I haven't met. Uh, they're super into it, and we had a Ouija board, and I had this whole kind of plan script out. And start doing it, start getting people really into it, and it's kind of weird, because uh, some of the stuff actually started working. And then there was this fucking douchebag piece of shit who, uh, he, I guess he's watched a lot of Ghost Hunters and said, no, no, this, 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 this is how you do it. This is candles, candles. Well, see, see the candle? See, 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 see it's waving? See, see, oh, no, that's not, that's not waving. That's a ghost. And he started taking over the whole thing, and it was the worst thing because I had this whole thing planned out. Everyone was going into it. And this guy was a Mr. Ghost expert saying, no, you're doing this wrong. That's not, that's not how you find ghosts. Oh, we should, that's not even how, no, that doesn't work. That's just automatic reactions or whatever. It's like, fuck you, fuck you, you fucking piece of douche. Would this be my ex? No, it's not your ex. Are you sure? It was me. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't. No, this was uh, some guy and his girlfriend was there and his girlfriend got super pissed off at him because... She's like, honey, you're, you're ruining the experience. You just, you just want to have a fun ghost experience. And you're just, you know, stop, stop. <laughs> honey, just go into the other room. <laughs> and he, he didn't. And then they got into a fight. And... I'm guessing it was... Let's, let's call people out publicly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By name. Was this a big ginger-headed fuck? It was a big ginger-headed fuck. That and... would be Kristen and Kevin Moulton. Oh, Kevin, that makes sense. They live at 20... We're actually going to tag them in this with their home address and phone number. That's a fantastic idea. Okay, so, uh, Christer... Chris, Christopher... <laughs> Just ma- mangled Kristen. their names. Just mangled Kristen. their names. Cr- Kristen Moulton, wherever you live, you are a douche. And you mess up this whole entire plan. <laughs> she, that was I, the that girl. Was, that was the girl. Okay. Boyfriend of the girl who was kind of cool. You are a douche. I don't want to see you at any more seances because you've ruined them. This seance was going to be great, but what did you do? What did you do? You fucking ruined it, you fucking motherfucking piece of shit. Didn't we actually plan this out for, like, several days and, like, we made newspaper clippings and, like, we actually, like, implanted ideas into people's heads days in advance to make sure that this was going to go perfectly? This was, yeah, this was a whole, I, I don't know if you know, but I was actually planning this for, like, a month in advance. I was coming up with phrases. And all this, I still have the uh, document on my computer with all the kind of little things involved. And we actually had a story about this one particular person. And the, the idea was to implant these ideas into people's heads. And eventually, we would reveal, oh my god, did you see this? This person died in this house. What, what, what the fuck? And it would actually be a true story. So I believe it was actually you guys that planned the seance. It was. Okay, then. Yeah, it was. We suggested it. And I remember it was a very difficult time finding the Ouija board at all because we couldn't find one on sale anywhere and it was like a snowstorm. That's because I don't like Ouija boards anymore. <laughs> well, we were doing a planned thing. It's not like we were really trying we're to contact ghosts. My name is Meter and I don't like things. My name is Meter and I don't like things. So the moral of the story there is <laughs> that I am a douche. And I like to ruin people's fun by giving them fun, but I got out-douched. That is not surprising, given who out-douched you, it was a to big, be honest. big old douche-off. Oh, yeah. You're not going to win against a ginger, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you've had pretty fucking lame experiences. Yeah, um, I have. I'm looking for a good one. So, 
Steve had an experience one time. He actually experienced with you. And you want to retell yes. that story? It's going to sound exactly the fucking same. So in a previous episode, we did talk about an experience. And in it, I mentioned I was with my sister. That was actually you. Can you can you corroborate the story? Yes, I absolutely can. Um, that was really freaky. And that stands out as one of the most freaky things that's ever happened. So just for those who aren't quite aware, what happened again? So... Stephen and I used to go for walks at midnight because that was the cool thing to do in Rochester. And we uh, liked to walk down near the graveyard. And there was one night when we were walking down there and all of a sudden this guy pops up out of nowhere right in front of us and like blows through us. And we were like, what the heck? And then we waited a couple minutes because the guy looked creepy as fuck. And we turned around, and the guy was just gone, and there's no way he could have been gone. Like, we looked everywhere. We looked. We even, I don't know if you remember this or not, but we even, like, went back to see over the hill. I do not remember that. Yeah. Like, we, not that much, because we were fucking scared, but (laughs) we walked up a little bit and saw that there was no one else walking. Like, he wasn't walking. Even after over the hill, mm. so. And uh, I have gotten some some fake emails that have asked like, "Oh, well, maybe it was really dark." But there were actually streetlights oh, lining yeah. lining that whole area. So again, like in the time that it would have, in the time that we waited until we turned around, there's no way, even if he was the fastest man in the world, that he could have gotten out of the line of sight that we could see. So what if that's not like a ghostly experience? Maybe that's an alien. That's very possible, but no. I mean, we do live in New Hampshire, and New Hampshire is the home of Betty and Barney Hill, who famously had one of the first recorded abductions in this century. So an interesting aspect, I think, plays into the doubt you have over these paranormal experiences. I mean, at least, let's say, ghostly experiences, is that... You gave an example of your friend experiencing, like, shoes kind of walking, right? Mm-hmm. And certainly a ghost could be the cause of that, right? There could be other causes. Uh, it could be hallucination, but... She could be schizophrenic. Who knows? What if that is telekinesis, right? Someone controlling the shoes with their mind. Or what if that's, like, an alien who happens to be invisible walking through those shoes? So there's, like, alternate explanations and... So you're suggesting that aliens walk around completely naked except for shoes? Well, I'm saying their invisibility cloak would... Except for shoes. They want the shoes to show just for you to be all freaked out and stuff. Yeah, well, you know, it very well could be. Um... I think your point is that if we're talking about something that you don't believe in, you might as well say all the things that you don't believe in could be the cause. It very well could be Loch Ness wearing Harry Potter's invincibility cloak. Mm. Who knows? Rather, what I'm saying is, uh, a lot of stories I hear, they say this is a ghost story, right? But a lot of times, it's it could also be maybe aliens, or it could be telekinetic powers, or other things like that. And what methodology do you have to kind of control for that? Like, like, with the example of the shadow on the wall, do you have, like, a way of identifying, yeah, this is a ghost? Or how, how do you, you kind of know? Is, uh, standard lick test. Is, is it three licks or just one? Just one. Just one? Yep. If it tastes like a Cadbury egg, it's a ghost. One, two, three. Three licks. 
All right, so, so we have some disagreement here. One person says it's one. One person says three. What's being in the middle? It's two. No. How many licks does it take to identify a ghost? This is the most scientific podcast we've ever had. <laughs> so you've had quite a few experiences. None of them sound like they really have hit home. So you're still kind of waiting on that final big experience. Um, and I'm hoping that this Halloween you'll you'll get you'll get that. Yeah, I you know I want my little girlish dreams to come true, and be able to definitively say to myself, yes. You're right. Ghosts exist. So if you had an experience, which was just crazy scary, and you're certain, like, it couldn't be faked, would that put you into, oh my god, ghosts definitely exist. This was a crazy ghost experience. It couldn't have been anything else but a ghost. Definitely. Definitely. I think the experience would would definitely have to include pirates, though. Ghost pirates. Ghost those, pirates. Those definitely. are the best. Or, or and I ghosts. need to... I definitely need to... Um, maybe not complete the treasure hunt, but at least be be pressured heavily to go on one. Mm-hmm. I think that would definitely set you know, that would that would definitely mean something to me. I think the uh the the next big trip for the show is gonna be going to Galveston and seeing uh Ghost Pirate. Yeah. That's not, that sounds pretty uh, awesome actually. Let's let's go right now. Alright. Yep. Let's do it. Let's go. We need to travel. Wanna hear more? Subscribe to hear episodes every Monday. Love us? Leave us a rating on iTunes. Also, you know, you can hit us up on Twitter, what, WNTT1, or we have a Facebook page, We Need a Talk Show, and we want to get your opinions on the show. We want to hear topics, suggestions, and all that kind of stuff. Until next time. And we are recording, by the way, so. Yeah, I see that. Vagina. Uh, That's forever on tape. I'm fine with that. I fully support that. Now, to be honest, do vaginas actually exist? I don't know. I, I think that they're probably a myth. Um, we should really have a cryptozoologist on. I am actually a cryptozoologist. Oh, okay. So you can uh, kind of go a little deeper into the vagina. <laughs> have you ever been inside a vagina? I actually have only once, though. And uh, my memories are a bit hazy on that, actually. Um, you're laying I mean, on the sarcasm a little too thick. You're laying on the sarcasm a little too thick. No, actually, um, there's only one sarcasm here, and um, enough room for one person to lay on it, and that's actually, you. Actually, I'm sitting on it. No, that's a bed. No, it's my ass. <laughs> I think that's something we should do here on the show. Yeah, ghost stories are always exciting. I, I think we need to talk. I don't know how I feel about saying we need to talk at the start of all of it. <laughs> it just feels too on the nose, but okay. We'll, like, contrive, you know? Well, this is the whole intro, though. The whole intro is contrived. You know what? No, it's not. The whole intro is us being really awkward. I- I've been thinking a lot lately about ghosts. That's like, contrived. No, it's not. That's I've been thinking about ghosts. That's natural. I've been thinking a lot about ghosts. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. Uh, we are here in the uh, the Nate Dungeon. How you doing, Nate? Uh, doing pretty good. Um, are you enjoying my BDSM whips and the clavicles? Absolutely. I think that uh, it's really adding some, some great ostentatious sounds here and really, really keeping us on the level. Th- th- that was a trick question. Clavicles are actually these things right here. Yeah, on your chest. I really yeah. like what you're doing with them. Oh, thanks, thanks. Nathan's Dungeon, second story. How's it going, Nate? Doing pretty good. Enjoying the whips. 
Absolutely. I think it's been pretty fantastic in here. Sounds great. Feels even better. Mm. I don't I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here in the dungeon with Nate. How's it going, Nate? Doing good. Join the nipple clamps? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not expecting that. <laughs> that was the take. <laughs> <laughs>